Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and today Shruti and I talk about political correctness, showing respect to other groups and other people, and also maybe there's times where we shouldn't be so fussy when people might not necessarily use the right term. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and as you've heard on the podcast, Shruti and I have multiple projects that we're working on, and I'd like to mention one of Shruti's other projects, Hey Beauty Mag. Discover how to reset and rejuvenate your mind to live the best life with women who are no longer afraid to share their failures that lead to success. Check them out on Instagram at HeyBeautyMag, that's H-E-Y-B-E-A-U-T-I-M-A-G, or check them out at HeyBeautyMag.com. Hey guys, Coach Jay, and I'm here again with Shruti Sadana, and today we're talking about political correctness and not so much politics, but just all that you got to be politically correct and say the right things and don't say the wrong things. And I mean, how do we keep up with it when it seems like every time we turn around a new term or a new phrase is there? And if you don't necessarily live or work in that type of circle, you might not be up to date with it. And you don't say something to offend someone, but they get offended because you're not using this week's term, you're using last week's term. And how do we keep up with that? And Shruti, how do you keep up with using the right terms? And we'll go into more specific in different areas, but what do you do to keep up with all these ever-changing terms? I mean, I've been really delayed before with certain terms. Like I didn't know what Bay meant for a long time. I didn't know what YOLO meant for a long time. My friends were like, do you live under a rock? I'm like, no, I just can't keep up. But I mean, more serious terms, you know, when it comes to someone's gender, if they tell me something specific, if they're like, I like to be referred to as they, I have a friend, for example, whose name is, well, I actually won't say the name. I won't say the name, but to me, she's a she. So I would think I would call her like, hey girl. And then that person said to me, can you not just call me by my name or say they or them? And then it took me a few times and it's not that I was doing it intentionally, but because I wasn't used to it. So I think it's a personal preference. I've even noticed people on emails now will say like, sincerely, Rachel, And then underneath it says her slash she or whatever the term is. Um, But how about you? How do you keep up? I I personally, I think it's impossible to keep up. I mean, one, (laughs) one of the more, I'll say simpler things was the whole thing of you say Merry Christmas and someone else gets offended because they're Jewish and it should be Happy Hanukkah or they're celebrating Kwanzaa. And now we have to say Happy Holidays. And it's like, you know, and I have a, a cousin. Uh, who who is Jewish. And when I see him, I'll say happy Hanukkah to him and he'll say Merry Christmas back to me. And a lot of times, I think those are just the interchangeable words where it's, you mean happy holidays. You don't mean anything offensive by it. And right. when you go into one of the more, and where you really got to be politically correct, whether it be the and in my notes, I have LGB, and then it became LGBT, and then it became LGBTQ, and then they add the plus, and it's like, how do you, it seems like uh, I have friends that are part of the LGBTQ plus, which I think 
as of the last time I checked, that's what we're calling it now. And, but I don't live in that world. I have friends that live in that world. It seems like every time I, I turn to reference it, they added another letter. And now when, if I just said the LGB community, I don't say that to be offensive and forget a, a letter that represents another portion of that community. But some people would take offense if you, if you missed those extra two letters. Um, I had said something to someone where she had mentioned that she very much supports the Black Lives Matter movement. And I said, I agree too, Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. And she got defensive because in her eyes, the all lives matter is a counter protest against Black Lives Matter, where I'm just saying, no, I think everyone matters regardless of color, but she took offense to it because I guess some people might use all lives matter as a counterculture to the Black Lives Matter, which that's not how I meant it. But again, if you don't live in these, how do you keep up with being politically correct? And in some cases, are we being too soft, for lack of a better term, where we can't take, I mean, one little thing, not even said as, as a derogatory way, but when someone sincerely means something, and and you're you're being right, respect, like you're being respectful, but you you take it the wrong way. Right. So their intentions are genuine and sincere, and they didn't maybe know the term or they said it wrong. And then if you get defensive, I think people should give the other person a chance. For example, if someone said to me he let's say they called me he when I'm clearly not a he but to somebody else they might be like maybe she's non-binary or whatever to me I would just correct them and be like oh actually I'm a she um just so you know like my name is Shruti I identify as a female and I like being called she and then if they did it again then I probably would be a little annoyed because I'm like, I already told you, but if their intention was genuine and they were listening to me and they didn't know that, I wouldn't be offended because I was like, okay, maybe this person just misinterpret misinterpreted, can't talk today. Um, so I would let it go. Some people I do know get very defensive about that. And I think that has a lot to do with maybe their own past experiences from maybe when they were younger, Maybe people tease them, let's say they're transgender, maybe they were teased for that. So when they're older now, they get offend, offend, offended and it's more of a reaction than it is like, I want to attack you because you called me the wrong gender or something. Well, like when you go into the gender things and I'm going to try to explain this in the most respectful way. So anyone that lives in that, in I don't even know what term to use to be politically correct. Um, right. I, I, I have a friend who has a daughter, and I'm saying that because biologically they were born female, who now, again, using the phrase, identifies as being a male. So she refers to her now as him. And I, I she just talked to me recently, and I, I don't remember what the new her or his new name is um but again now you say okay he identifies as a male but now you're not being respectful because no he doesn't identify as a male he is a male even though so now it's like you'll see some people that say oh yeah 
he's a she, but he identifies as a he and you're being respectful and sincere and respecting them. But sometimes it seems like some people will use that identify as, but other people want to completely eliminate the identify as and just strictly say, nope, I'm not a she, I'm a he. Even though biologically they were born with the the female parts, but you're and you're being respectful. But when everyone, even within that culture, uses different terms, how is someone on the outside that is trying to be genuinely respectful supposed to keep up and know what, what term? I think we can ask. I think anytime we get confused or we feel like we might be offending the person in that moment. We can just be like, hey, can I ask you a question? Can you just tell me like what you prefer me to call you? Do you have a specific term? Do you want to call you by your name? I think the best thing to do when we get confused or don't know the answer is just to ask and have verbal communication. So the other person knows that we're trying to be respectful of a boundary. And at the same time, we want to listen to what they have to say. So instead of assuming, because I know that we do, we do that a lot. We're like, oh, I assume this person is transgender. I assume this person is non-binary. So we already have that association, but instead we can just, you know, ask, or if they correct us, like I said before, just listen. Like listening is key here. When you're communicating, someone tells you something that they're deeply offended by, you know, people pick up on your intentions. I think more than anything. So I think that's really the intention behind it. Yeah, I, th- I think if you're corrected and someone says, no, please refer to me as a he for now on instead, yeah. of, instead of a she. At that point, yes, that you need to be respectful and listen and go that. But now on the flip side, I'm going to use the term old school. So if you take someone that's old school and strictly sees you were born with male parts, you are a male, you were born with female parts, you are a female. Now they're going to respect you. They're not going to be and rude to you, but they just can't grasp the concept of calling you something than other what you were born, but they're not being disrespectful to you in any way. Can't, can't you kind of, and I don't want to say bite your tongue because that's not how I mean it, but not take offense to someone that's being respectful, but just can't grasp the concept of someone who was born one way identifies as another, and they're not being rude. They're not attacking you, but because you appear to be male, you were born male, and they're calling you, yes, sir, sorry. And you, oh, no, I'm not a sir. I'm a, I'm a man. And at some point, I think we need to not be so wrapped up on, on always correcting someone. Like going, yeah. back, going back to a simple thing, if I said Merry Christmas and you said, oh, no, you have to say Happy Hanukkah to me. I'm Jewish. I mean, really, I did not say that to offend you. I said it to say, hey, it's happy holidays. It's like when someone says, Hey, mm-hmm. can you pass me a Kleenex? And no, it's not a Kleenex. It's a generic brand of tissues. <laughs> it's, it's Merry Christmas is just that universal term that people say, and we can't always take offense to it, oh, especially uh, when abs- someone is saying it, but some people do take offense if you don't use the right term. Yeah. I think that's how people, so this is the thing that I want to say, because the only thing we are in control of is how we react. So for the people that, like you said, one person is only identifying with like what they've seen on the birth certificate and it's not offense to you that, for example, so me being on the other end, I can't actually speak for that because I'm not in that category or I don't identify as that. But 
if someone said something to me that was very different than, you know, what I believe and what they believe is different, the only thing I can do is choose how I respond. So I can choose to be, you know, defensive and pissed, or I can just be like, okay, this person is just speaking how they speak because this is their perception they've brought, been brought up with. It has nothing to do with me. And then me just being like, okay. I mean, if at a certain point it bothers me, I would probably have an open conversation about it if it deeply bothered me. But other than that, it's just like, okay, people are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. But at the same time, you can communicate your boundaries. So if it's something that really means a lot to you, my advice would be have an open conversation about it and try your best not to get defensive, but, you know, communicate and be honest, but be calm and collected so that you can reach that other person. Well, I, I mentioned go, going on the race side and mentioned it to you. And when I was telling friends about the category we're doing and, and a couple examples, um, growing up, I mean, it was you were black or you were white. And now we're seeing a lot of references to black or brown people. And I would say, well, if that's the case, shouldn't the other category be white or pink people? And everyone kind of <laughs> laughed at that, just kind of like you did, where it's like, okay, so now if I just say, okay, are you black or are you white? Are the, or are the people in the black or brown category going to be offended because I didn't add brown? Where five years ago, people didn't reference brown. They just referenced you were black or you were white. Right. And, so why haven't we added pink to the pink and white people? I mean, it's I know. Like, again, you don't say it to With be, a box of uh, uh, yeah, you don't <laughs> say it to be offensive, but yeah, some people take offense, even when you are legitimately being respectful and you just don't use the right term. And, and I, I was speaking to someone, I, I was going to do a photo shoot with someone who happened to be in the, we'll say kink community. And I had said, and I wrote something saying, okay, this is what I wrote to him. And I used the term, sir. And now my father was in the military. So the yes, sir, no, sir, is just very common for me to use. And the, the girlfriend at the time, oh no, you can't call him, sir. You have to call him master because he, or he earned that name doing this, blah, blah. It's like, I'm being respectful already. So I didn't use the right term. You don't need to attack me for using the wrong respectful term. I didn't use a derogatory yeah. term. I didn't attack you. And how, how are we supposed to keep up when we don't live in these worlds? I mean, you can't read pop culture news every day to keep up. I mean, you'll go insane. See, that's the thing though. Like, again, it comes down to the intention thing because I don't know who that person was, but if I were next to you and I saw the way you said it, how you said it, like, sir, like in a respectful way, I would get it. But on the other hand, if you were just saying sir and being kind of a jackass, like you were being sarcastic and you knew the term was master and you said it in a tone that was, okay, this guy's being like a jerk, then I would probably say, you know, it's master. But if I saw the way you said it and I know that you said it from like a pure hearted place, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it a second thought about like, oh, he, he knew that it was master. So again, it, it comes down to the intention thing because really like that's, I mean, that's personally what I look for with everything going on. I mean, so this is interesting because I got 
pulled over the other day when I was driving back. I was, I had my GPS on and I didn't exactly know where I was. Like I knew I was going in somewhat of the right direction, but my GPS rerouted me. So it brought me behind a school bus. It was around like 245. And then I saw a cop like on the other side of the road. And I was driving and then I saw him turn around and I really panicked because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've been watching the news. I'm a person of color. In my head, those thoughts were coming up, not because of anything else, but based on what I've been seeing. So automatically in myself, I was like, hands on the wheel, like, you know, and he was so nice. He came up to my window, he asked me for my license and my registration. I think he knew I was nervous. And then I couldn't find my registration. I kept giving him my insurance card. He's like, it's okay, don't worry. He's like, is your license good? I was like, yeah. He came back and he was like, listen, he's like, this is a school zone, just so you know, like, are you familiar with the area? And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm driving back. He's like, where are you coming from? Coming from Ridgefield. Anyway, long story short, he let me off with a warning. But like, while he was in the car getting my license, I just, you know, instinctually, I'm like, oh, my mask. And I'm like, no, hands on the wheel. And I can't see from behind me. So that's another scary thing is even though I knew and like, you know, people say stuff about police brutality and look, I haven't personally experienced it. That's why when, and some people might get mad at me for saying this, but I do really believe that we have to look at people as individuals too. So like cops, for example, I definitely feel like there are corrupt ones who abuse the system 100%. But then I also do believe there are cops who really want to help you. And they're in that job because they, they're risking their lives every single day because they want to make a difference. They want to be able to save you. So I look at people individually. That cop, my experience, I didn't feel like he was racist. I didn't get that impression at all. I felt like he was very respectful towards me. And whereas someone else might have had a different experience with a different officer who could have taken out their gun and shot them in the back of the head. And thank God I didn't have that experience. But what I'm saying is, it's like, we can't just hate on all cops. For me personally, I don't believe that. I'm super supportive of Black Lives Matter. And they are like, I have friends who are Black. I have friends of color, but I'm not going to say like all cops are bad because I just don't believe that. That's like saying all white people are bad or all black people are this. Like you can't put people in like just one category, in my personal opinion. Right. And that's with with anything. I mean, I, mean, I can say, I mean, I kind of joke around that I got pulled over once for drug trafficking and was racially profiled. I, I My sister's 25 years or 19 years younger than me. She's 25 now. Uh, when she was born, I went to the hospital. There was some construction. So when I left the ramp garage, I ended up on the wrong side of the building and there was like roads blocked. So I pulled down the wrong street. There's some type of police activity at the end of the street. I realize I'm on the wrong street. I turn around, I go back onto the main street. Next thing you know, there's a cop behind me, pulls me over and ask me, what am I doing in that area? And I explain, oh, my sister was just born and came out construction, wrong street. He goes, yeah, I mean, we have some problem with drugs down there, but you don't look like you belong down there. Have a good day. So here it is. I don't know. Is it because I was a white guy dressed nice and clean in a nice, nicer car that he just assumed that I don't belong in a drug trafficking area? So was I racially profiled on the positive end and let go? I mean, I don't know. 
And I mean, is, is that fair to give me that free pass without questioning me a little more and making sure, um, I mean, I was kind of talking to a friend of mine who's traveling and she has, um, she has insulin that she needs to take that she needs to travel with. And she was just saying how, when she goes through TSA and she explains, this is that they don't need to, you HIPAA laws, you don't need to reveal why you need it. And so you don't need documentation. You don't need paperwork. This is my medication. And that's all you need to say. Well, at the same time, that means I can just go get a whole bunch of needles, put them on an ice pack and just say, nope, this is my medication. And then go on the plane and do X, Y, Z. So it's like, okay, where's that line? Where should someone just be able to get off with a quick, yep, you look like this. So you're clean, keep going where you look like this. And like you said, I mean, someone could have just chose their action based on what you look like without going into further questioning. Oh, totally. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't think I ever felt that way before though, to be honest with you, like two years ago, like I was always like afraid driving, for example, in front of cops, even when I wasn't doing anything wrong and I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I never felt that fear like, of, oh my God, I'm going to get like shot now. Like I did the other day when I got pulled over, I didn't exactly have that thought, but I was like, am I safe? Am I okay? And he did let me off with a warning. He didn't even write me a ticket. Like, I think he could tell that I was being genuine. Like I didn't know where I was. I, first of all, everyone thinks I drive like a grandma. So like, it was shocking to my friends. They're like, you got pulled over. So, but the point is, is that, yeah, that if I got the wrong cop, who knows? If I got the wrong person, who knows? If the cop got the wrong person, who's had, they maybe they had a gun in their car, who knows? So it's just, you have to look at people as individuals, I think, instead well, I mean, of categorizing them. Go, going on the profiling and a little different and quick story. I was driving up to my father's and I had just gotten a new car. I had a, a Scion FRS, if you know the Subaru BRZ. It's a little two-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive sports car. And it did have a back seat. So we're driving back roads through the Catskills and the little black sports car. And I'm telling my wife, we're driving slow because I know I'm a target just because I'm a sports car. You can drive and 60 miles an hour in a 40 in an SUV and no one's going to pull you over. But if you go 60 miles an hour in that little sporty car, so I'm purposely driving slow cars behind me on my rear. I'm still driving slow. Next thing you know, there go the lights. So I pull over, he comes over, he questions me. Now my kids are young. My younger son was still in a, in a car seat and the young Actually, no, the, the older one was in the seat. The younger one was in a booster. But because the seat sat so low, when you look through the rear window, their heads were below the deck. So now the cops talking to me, asking me, where are you going? Going to my father, just had hip replacement, upstate New York, coming from Connecticut, blah, blah. He's got the flashlight. And then he looks over the window and looks down. And there's my three-year-old waving at the cop. <laughs> and when the cop laughs, I think at that point, he goes, he got kids in the car. And then I explained Connecticut laws as far as booster seat and car seat. And they were legal in Connecticut. Don't know what the New York laws are. And I think once he laughed, it's like, okay, just slow down and keep going. I think he couldn't give a ticket after that. Yeah. Even if there was something wrong. But when the little kid waving, waving and smiling at him. And then, of course, yeah. and then, of course, my older son has to say, Grandpa, Daddy got pulled over. It's like, all right, Brian, you got a big mouth. <laughs> um, no I mean so. yeah that's but I mean that sounds like a nice a cop who's just doing his job and I can't speak for 
people and say like black people I have friends who are black but I'm not that so I haven't had the experience maybe the experiences that they've had but I have compassion for it so I do see a lot of racism I mean like that's definitely whether people want to admit it or not there are people who are racist and they'll never admit it I just can't understand why and in that way like for me a deal breaker is if you're racist if you are entitled if you don't like animals you are never going to be my friend like that's just never going to happen like you can be you but I will not be friends with someone who's a racist who doesn't like animals and who's entitled like if you're in that boat lots of love to you but you're I'm not going to choose to be around you that's a huge deal breaker for me I'm like even there's like a certain gym I used to go to and I'm not going to say the gym on, on here and I liked it, but I did feel a little bit of that vibe when I would go there. And I made like a very few friends. I just kind of observed people in the way that they would behave and act. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to engage in this. I'm just going to come here. I'm going to work out. I'm going to only talk to people who I vibe with and just, you know, shield myself from other people because I, I did get that impression and it would bother me because I'm like, you're a human being. I'm a human being. Let's look at each other instead of like, sometimes I just wish we had a time where we were all invisible and we were communicating with each other because nobody would care about what you would look like, about what your culture is, about what your age is, all this stuff. Just imagine if we were just all invisible and we were having conversations or we were all blind. There, no, there's a there's a video that I've seen before and I, I tried to search it. It's on YouTube somewhere, but it is like a round table discussion with the lights off and these half a dozen or a dozen people, however many were there, were we're all talking and having this open conversation. And it was this great conversation. Then they turn the lights on and you see a priest at one end of the table and a rabbi at the other end of the table and a guy with piercings and tattoos all over his face at the other end of the table and this clean cup preppy at the other. And it was this whole mixed group of people that you would probably never see in one group together. But with the lights off, they had this great conversation. And then all of a sudden they turn the lights on and, and it's just that shocked look on wow, you're the one I was talking to. And, and I think, like you said, if everyone was blind or there were no lights, maybe we wouldn't have some of these issues. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like what, like how we look on the outside is literally, if you think about it, like on Halloween, you dress up in a costume. That's all this is, is we're wearing a costume, but that's not who, that's just who we are externally. I mean, does it really matter if you think about it? Like the end of your life, you're like, oh, I really liked him because of the way he looked. Oh, I really liked her because of the way she looked. I didn't like her because no one is going to say that about you. No one's going to be like, oh, I really loved him because of the big house he had. I really loved him because of the Lamborghini he drove. Do you really think that's what people are going to remember you at the end of your life for? No, that's why I don't understand why some of these things matter. Sure, you want to make enough income. I get certain things, but in terms of like people just like trying to show off, for example, or like they just got like uh, microblading. I mean, if it makes you happy, sure. But what is that really going to matter when you are on your deathbed in your cats? When people are coming to you, they're going to love you for something. They're not going to remember your house at that point. 
or what you like, what handbag you bought. They're going to remember you who you are, when you were there, how you made them feel. Those are the things that are going to matter. I promise you all these other things are nice on the external, on the outside. And they feel good, but they're not going to be what matters later on. They're not. Now, now when, when, we talk, when we talk about race and stuff, and I mean, everyone loves a good comedy show. And, and what's your feeling on I mean, jokes that, that have to do with race or, or I mean, skin color or anything like that? It's like, and I would rem- remember watching a comedian and it happened to be a black comedian. And he was saying how he loves the sport of bowling. And if you think about it, how many black bowlers do you, do you know? But he says he loves the sport. You take one big black ball and you get to knock over 10 white pins and they all have red necks. And I thought that was the funniest thing. And it's where other people might take offense to it, but it's a, and I know, and I'm Portuguese on my mother's side. My mother hates the term pork chop. My grandfather, I guess, would have attacked you if you called him a pork chop. It doesn't really bother me. My coach, who I coached soccer with for 15 years, was Italian. And we would joke back and forth, pork chop, guinea, pork chop, guinea, no big deal. Now, I worked with a guy who would use the N-word. And I'm not going to say it because personally, I don't like using it. But he would go up, what up my N-word, what up my N-word? And there was a black guy working with me that asked him repeatedly to stop saying it. I asked him. He kept saying it. And he happened to be Puerto Rican. And one morning I went up to him and I said, que pasa? And use the derogatory S word for Puerto Ricans. And he got bent out of shape big time, went to our boss. And the boss basically said, he asked you to stop using the other word. So if you're going to keep using it and he, and basically from that day on, he never said the N word again. Yeah. Sometimes you need a taste of your own medicine to understand what it feels like. And the thing is I asked him respectfully a couple of times not to, but it, it, and again, I don't speak like that. That's not the way, but it just, it got his attention. No, and, exactly what we were talking about but, earlier, how we said, like, if you ask someone to stop doing something and then they don't keep, they keep doing it, but, that is disrespectful. And, and that's the argument you see with uh, often the one that comes up the most is, and with the N word where you hear a lot of people saying that they don't like the term, but then you see it used loosely and usually the younger generations, as you, they get older, they might realize what I mean, what the word means or what it meant in the past or, or what, and then it kind of fades out of their, their dialogue. But it's like, how, how do we know what's appropriate? How can one person say, use a term, but then not another term? I mean, how come it's okay for this person to call you a pork chop, but that person can't call you a pork chop? And I know you said it's how it's said and, and in what context it's said. But at the same time, from the outside looking in, how are, how is is that outside group supposed to know? Well, when, I mean, I think it are... is any derogatory term that to me is more common sense than anything. Like I would never walk up to a black person or a Spanish person and use a term that's derogatory to them, like on purpose, unless, you know, maybe like they talk to their friends that way. I don't know, but if it was me personally going into a situation who I, a person I don't talk to on a regular basis, for example, if this is the first time I'm meeting them or the first couple of times, why would I call them a derogatory name for any reason? That, that's, that part to me is like more common sense than anything. Or like, 
maybe some people speak the same language, like quote unquote, like speak the same language and you'll get that vibe with them where you're just like joking around and talking like how they do in a like certain song or something. But that, then you'll know if you speak the same language. But would you ever go up to someone who's like, for example, someone like me who's brown and be like, oh, what's up, terrorist? Like you would never say that to me, but someone else, my like maybe my culture like oh haha like that's what they call us because we wear you know um a scarf around our head or something and I definitely feel like that that to me is derogatory if someone came up to me because I have been associated with that before because I'm Indian but people think even people who are from the Middle East they all must be like terrorists or she's Indian like people like her must work at 7-Eleven whatever we put people in certain categories but why why intentionally try to go up to someone and be like oh do you work at 7-eleven or oh, are you a poor child like you know like you don't why would you say that to someone right, right. well it's like i mean the, the the joke i mean three people work walk in the bar and usually it's a jew i'm going to use the term polak because that's how everyone says it polish mm-hmm. but it, usually it's the, the three people work, walking in the bar are the the Jew, who's usually the cheap one, the, the Polish person, who's usually the dumb one. And then you have your, whatever your culture and nationality is that third person who ends up being the hero at the end of a joke. But why is it that we always we always use those stereotypes of the the cheap Jew and the the dumb Polish person? I mean, why why do we need to to keep those stereotypes going when they aren't necessarily true. I mean, don't get me wrong. With any culture, there's always the the, the stereotypical example that that lives. I mean, to a T. I mean, we watch. There's a group called the Portuguese Kids that it's absolutely hilarious. And even if you're not Portuguese, somehow it's kind of like my big fat Greek wedding. Even though yeah. it's a Greek family, everyone's culture kind of has that same vibe to it somewhere yeah 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 well the Portuguese kids are the same thing and I just shared one where the the woman who was playing the daughter was complaining to her father it's like dad why do you have to come to me why can't I go do it ask Joey to do it he doesn't have a job he lives in the basement (laughs) I shared it with my mother and she goes yeah you don't need to share this with me I lived it I mean it's kind of like the same type of thing where I mean some of the things do fit to a T but at the same time, why, why do we need to, to keep these derogatory stereotypes going? There's one thing to joke and laugh about it. But when you're, I mean, especially when you're going as extreme as I mean, all Polish people are not smart or all Jewish people are cheap. And why, why do we keep these going? Why don't we let those, those stereotypes fade and find something else? I think it's honestly because of what society has brought brought up for us to believe so immediately we associate that but if those terms never existed we probably wouldn't use them right think about it think about anything society taught you about what marriage having kids about anything that you follow the maps for right like you follow the crowd and i'm not saying that like you don't individually want those things as a person but if those things for example like i said marriage didn't exist you would still be with someone in a relationship committed to them 
without a piece of paper telling you that you're committed. Yes. Yeah. Or you would break up or you would need someone new. There wouldn't, that is something that has been brought up for you to believe. But if it never existed, you wouldn't even know about marriage. The same thing with these derogatory terms. If they never existed, you would never know about them. So whatever no. we're shown, we take it in. And now it's in our unconscious. Now it's in our brain at some point. So we associate. Now, whether you believe in something or agree with something, I think you can still be respectful of that other side. Like I was talking to someone one time who is, is not Christian. And we were talking about the Christmas holiday coming up. And I kind of had to explain to my son when we were talking about Easter that you have the religious Easter and, and then you have the commercial Easter with the Easter bunny. You have the religious Christmas of Jesus being born. And then you have the commercialized Christmas of Santa Claus in the tree. And when I was talking to this friend who is not Christian, but yet then she mentions how she celebrates Christmas because she celebrates the commercialized side, the Santa and the tree side. And, and then she goes on to say, not the Christian myth. So now to me, as much as I, I am I'm technically Catholic, and there's a whole story behind that, um, but I, I'm technically Catholic. I didn't take offense to it, but at the same time, did you really need to add in that part? Oh, no, I celebrate the, I do the tree and the Santa thing. I, I still celebrate Christmas and leave it at that. Did you have to put your little tagline of not the Christmas myth? Because now you're, if I was this heavily practicing Catholic, you just insulted my whole religion that's saying it's a fake and it's a myth. And whether right. you believe it or not, I mean, you mentioned you need people in your life that, that love animals. Yeah. Uh, you're vegan or vegetarian vegetarian all right so i i've had friends that are are vegan and and i watched game changers which is a, a documentary on eating vegan and and extreme athletes olympic athletes that are vegan and it was the whole argument about which way to go and and i put put a post on facebook now my sister she goes back and forth more on the vegetarian than the vegan side, but tries to be as vegan as possible. And for her, it was more health reasons where I have another friend who I play little league baseball with who's vegan because of his love for animals. So there's yeah. two different reasons behind it. But then this other person who I was associated with, who was also vegan would put posts and, and on her post, instead of saying like, Oh, eat healthy, it's vegan, it's this, it's clean, it's blah, blah, blah. She would say, well, if you want to eat blood and pus and guts and this and that, and she was very derogatory towards yeah. the carnivore people, which I don't think that's necessary. Like my thing is, if you can't, if you don't have enough facts or information to support your side of the argument, where you need to actually try to take down the other side of the argument, then that means your side of the argument doesn't have enough weight to win. And and, yeah. it's, and, it, and it's being disrespectful. I don't think there's any reason to be disrespectful to disrespectful the other side. It. Totally. And when I said before, like I wouldn't be friends with someone who doesn't like animals, meaning like if they, it's fine if they don't have animals. I What I meant was if they don't have like respect for other living beings, such as animals, if they're like, yeah, like I don't care about dogs or I don't care about animals. That to me would be like, hmm you seem like a nice person, but I don't think we would vibe, but it's not that they're a bad person. 
but at the same time I'm like you don't care about other living living beings in my head but I wouldn't be like derogatory about it and be like oh like you just want to eat blood and pus I would never say that to someone <laughs> but you know well, that's and that's like, like, I, my, my son watches a show uh I think it's called Northwoods Law it's a basically the the DEP up in Maine and like you mentioned respect for animals and do you know what a poacher is in terms of a hunter that's a poacher yeah someone that just basically takes the shot at the deer, watches it drop and walk away and leave it there which yeah to me that's not you don't do that. That's it. one. It's illegal Two, it's not humane. It's in whatever the case may be. And I was the hunting uh, thing. I know people do it. Right. Like, but but here, here's the thing. When, when you talk and you know, you know, the, the game or the sport of paintball, mm-hmm. the, the, the firearm that paintball people use, it is not a paintball gun. It is a paintball marker because they don't want it to be associated with the negative view uh, on firearms and on guns. If you talk to someone who's serious about hunting, they don't kill a deer. They harvest a deer the same what way. What are they doing with the deer? Though? Well, no, a, a true hunter that harvests the deer will then take the deer, then they'll butcher it and then they'll make their steaks and their ground beef and their, and, and feed their family with it. And so I'm not yeah. talking poachers. I'm talking someone that hunts in a humane way that, that uses as much of it as they can possibly can. But again, to not put that negative term into it they harvest it the same way you would harvest your vegetables and but it's again that that political correctness where some people will attack just because you're and oh see i have i I have another friend who hunts too like i wouldn't stop being friends with someone over that even though i don't agree with it i probably wouldn't be friends with the person who is like i'm just going to go shoot a deer as a sport just to shoot it like that yeah no that that i don't agree with either but I, it's it's kind of surprising how many people are against hunting do that are, well how many people are against hunting but have absolutely no problem going to the local pond with their fishing rod and grabbing a fish by its mouth with a hook and yanking it out of the water that's See, perfect I don't that's, agree with that either no I don't no but there, it's, it's, kind, it's kind of funny how many people are so set against hunting but fishing's okay they, no, it's like, this is a, see the thing with hunting is like i always like to ask people is like what happens if you were on the other end of that what happens if people are trying to like shoot you hunt you and butcher you like to me that's how my mind the, goes the, i'm like that's the, still another living being they're just in a different body the, than you the, the my cousin Vinny scene oh i didn't see that movie you never saw my cousin i know Vinny. it's a classic yeah no, you, I haven't well seen it. you have an assignment for the weekend <laughs> No, I know. I got I got to catch up on all my classic I mean, movies. And again, I mean, to start wrapping things up, just the political correctness on on anything. I, I think as long as you are being respectful, um, like I said, looking at my notes, whether it has to do with race and black or white, and then, like I said, if now it's black and brown, again, maybe maybe if enough people listen to this, we'll start referring them to white and pink. The LGBTQ plus community. I mean, if someone just says LGB or LGBT and forgets to add the all the extra letters that have been added on, but they don't say it in a in disrespectful way. It's just that they haven't kept up. I mean, Merry Christmas versus Happy Holiday. I mean, all these different layers of political correctness. If if the person saying something is saying it in a respectful manner, not being attacking. On the, on the receiving end, can we try to be a little more 
and open-minded in terms of how they're saying it and are they being derogatory in their lack of knowledge of what the current term or phrase is and, and just try to be respectful in, in educating. And if someone now says, and, oh, you identify as a male? No, I am a male. Identif just explain to them that this is how you are. You don't say I identify, just I am. And, and again, say it in a respectful way. And political correctness and going back to the comedians and the jokes, I think sometimes we need to be a little more relaxed and, and, and loose and, and laugh at things a little more. Yeah. Uh, but as long as it's not being meant to intentionally hurt someone at, at any level, whether it's that's the biggest thing, like you said it beautifully. And the only thing I would say out of that whole thing, add to it is just look at the other person's intention that will tell you everything. So if they say something wrong, look at their intention behind it. That's just think about that. The next time you get offended or something, when someone says something, check in with yourself and be like, what did they, how do they say it? What do they really mean? And you'll have yeah. your answer. Yeah, and, and anyone that, that would like to chime in on this, I, I'd love to see some, some comments, uh, whether it be on our Facebook or Instagram post, uh, once this show is released, or you can do it right in uh, SoundCloud, I see the most, but I'll see it if it pops up on iTunes. Um, but any type of any of these topics, if you'd like to, to chime in and, and give your opinion, or, and if, if you live in one of these different groups, and again, trying to use the right term, whether you, and the support of Black Lives Matters or the LGBTQ community, and, and you'd like to possibly come in on the show and, and maybe help educate some of our listeners as to what the most current terms are and, and the best way to do it. Because again, if we don't live in these circles, we're never going to be able to fully stay up to date. And we just want to be respectful from the outside looking in and, and not cause anyone any harm. So for exactly. And just guys, just know that this is Jay and I are talking from our own opinion. So when we're talking about anything, it's not coming from a place of you should think that way. This is just how we think and we're just communicating our thoughts. So when we hear from you guys, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Just be, you know, respectful and we want to hear we want to hear what you have to say. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.